Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Today's episode is going to be a bit deeper, and we're going to go into discussing our faith. Rhonda and I come from very different backgrounds when it comes to being raised as a Christian versus coming into your faith later on in life. If you're seeking to find a deeper meaning in your life, I hope and I pray that today's episode gives you some clarity and some encouragement. So I want to start off with Rhonda. Um, You grew up as a pastor's kid, or as they call it, a A PK. PK. Yeah. (laughs) So what was that like? How did you view the world? I mean, you know, I have a real big heart for pastor's kids because they have just a ton of pressure on them. Um, You know, I think you don't, I think it's kind of like, you know, when there's a celebrity child and they, you know, didn't ask to be born into a celebrity family. So it's kind of obviously at a different level and a different uh, pay scale. She's comparing um, herself to a a celebrity. celebrity. (laughs) I'm so bougie like that. Um, No, I mean, I feel like, you know, I didn't ask to be a pastor's kid. You know, that was my dad's calling. And um, you know, I'm a third generation pastor's kid, so that wow. makes it even more interesting. But um, it's deep. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like sometimes there's, you know, expectation comes up so much. I feel like in in life we deal with a lot of stuff that's expectation, and um, you're expected to be perfect. You are literally under a microscope, mm-hmm. and people see you in a certain way. And I mean, I I mean, I joke about this now, but it, it kind of not really funny because I remember not even being able to wear jeans to church. I mean, can you believe that? No, I can't. Until I was like, I don't think, I think I was like 18 the first time I was able to wear jeans to church, which was crazy. Mm. And that was kind of during that time. I mean, that doesn't happen now, but you know, there was just a lot of things. But there's still restrictions on PK kids. There's still a lot of like, you should be doing things Mm -hmm. this way or why are you doing things that Mm -hmm. way? I mean, I, I will tell you that, I mean, even in my older age, um, you know, I'd go out and have a glass of wine with my husband and I'd be like looking around to see if there was any mm. other people looking at me. And I, I, now looking back at it, I think, oh my gosh, like, why did I care? I mean, I was, yeah. wasn't like I was 16 drinking. I was right. having a glass of wine with my husband at a restaurant. Right, I was right. over 21. I was an adult it's, married, you know, it's that guilt. It is. It's the pastor's guilt. And so it is really hard. I mean, I feel very blessed and fortunate that I had parents who were, um, incredibly, um, supportive and they, they didn't, they weren't overly strict. Mm -hmm. Um, although I do feel like there were times that there were things that we didn't talk about because we just, we were Christians and we didn't talk about it. So that brings me to the next question is, were you rebellious or did you toe Um, the line? I, I kind of, I was pretty scared of my dad. I mean, he was, he, he definitely, um, was, he, he managed his house very well. <laughs> and so, you know, I never wanted to disappoint him. I respected him. Right. And so I guess that's, you know, when I say managed, I mean, you know, we, there was this level of respect. And so yeah. I respected him. I did, you know, I mean, I was a normal teenager. I did things I shouldn't do. I mean, I 
blew the engine of my car going to Mexico one time and totally Ooh. lied to them about it. And you, they didn't know you were going. Uh, no. And this was before, you know, you could GPS your kids. Yeah. So, or, or cell phones. Yeah. Or yeah. cell phones. Where is she? So, I mean, that is like crazy. Like I went all the way to Mexico. That's pretty far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I never did that again. I mean, my parents oh, were my really, gosh. really, really, really upset and yeah. mad at me. And yeah. Um, but I think that was probably one of the most rebellious things I did as wow. far as, yeah. That's not very <laughs> rebellious. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so another thing, um, just did you appreciate your faith or was there a time that you walked away? Um, you know, my parents went through a really um, difficult time with the church and and I remember thinking, why am I doing this? Like, mm. this is just, I mean, if this is the way Christian people are and we crucify our own, and and on a side note, I will tell you as Christians, um, you know, we get a bad rap because yeah. we judge everybody and it it's, it's hurtful. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that leave the church because they've been hurt by things in the church. And I've seen so many pastors' kids just rebel and, you know— yeah. Because they don't feel like they can meet these expectations that everyone has put on them. And nobody could. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, there's just no way you can get through it. I mean, I, um, yeah, at that time that my dad went through this really difficult time at the church, I definitely thought, I don't want to be a Christian. I don't Mm. even want to serve God. Like, if Mm -hmm. this is how it works, I don't want to serve God. But um, ultimately, I've always had this innate, like, fear inside of me, like not a fearful of God, but I respected him and knew that like, if I walk away, like, then what? Like, yeah. you know, I, I always have clung to my faith, even in the worst periods of time in my life. So, um, you know, I would pray and just ask God, you know, can you, I just, I need to understand this. And even though during that time, I never got a clear understanding, I was able to know my relationship with with God was solid and mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with the church mm-hmm. or the people in the church. Mm-hmm. And I think as Christians, like when you get past the people in the church are just people. Exactly. And they're going to always let you down. Yeah. So you have to just get, you don't follow people. Yeah, you follow you've got to get past the point. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I call the people, um, you know, church hoppers where they'll mm. go, one church makes you mad. So you go to another one. Right. And yeah, in certain situations, yeah. it's understandable. There's things you that need to cause leave. division yeah. and you need Time to leave to go. or whatever. Yeah. Or you're not getting like really fed, fed at all. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's different reasons, but I feel like a lot of times people use excuses on, well, this person did that to me, so right. I'm going to leave the church. Right. Um, but no, my faith held pretty strong. I feel very blessed because I know a lot of my pastor friend, the kids that I grew up with, went to youth camp with, choir tours with, you know, some of them aren't serving God at all. And that Uh, makes me really sad. It makes me really sad. Yeah. So Phyllis, you grew up completely different than me. And that's why we kind of crack up because we have such different backgrounds. And I think that's why um, we decided to even do this crazy podcast um, because we did grow up. <laughs> it truly very, is a God it thing. Is, it is a God thing <laughs> because we are so very different. And mm. there's so many things that, um, you know, we see in different ways and different, we have different views about certain things because we were raised differently. So right. tell me a little bit about the way you grew up. Yeah. So I grew up with um, a kind of a skewed religion. So I, I grew up Catholic and but also my mother loved to follow 
um, astrology, numerology, her horoscope, that kind of thing. And she wanted to send us to church a lot of times, but she was, um, would stay at home nursing a hangover. Yeah. (laughs) And so we, uh, grew up with a fear of God, but not really a relationship with God. So it was really hard. I would watch my mom pray on rosary beads one day and then, and committing to her faith. And then as soon as something went wrong, it was like, there's no God. I, and so I grew up just scared of God really. And, um, but I have to say, I, I am grateful for that beginning because Mm -hmm. I had a kind of an innate sense I felt God always, mm-hmm. um, even in the things that I did wrong, um, even when I felt like I didn't belong in the church, I felt I felt a relationship with God, I think, in just this really spiritual sense. Um, however, when you're raised kind of in this, you know, dysfunctional family, I probably, you know, I did a lot worse than drive a car to, <laughs> New, to, to Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> um, but I felt a pool. Um, I, I felt his uh, guidance every time I was in a dangerous situation. I could hear like a voice in my head saying, don't say this or shut that door or go this way. And I couldn't tell you what that was at the time. But now looking back, I'm like, wow, he was protecting me from so much danger. He always had my back. He was waiting for me to come to him. And so at 35, um, I committed my life to him and, um, and I'm just so grateful that I was able to do that and raise my kids yeah, in a Christian. Yeah, change, change the, the pattern of your yeah, life completely. Yeah, mm-hmm, and also, too, I think one of the things, too, mm-hmm. is uh, when you do have children, I hear this a lot from friends that, you know, don't really have a serious faith. They say, well, I'll wait until the kids grow up and they can decide. But the problem with that is that if you don't give them some kind of a spiritual grounding, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're supposed to, right. which way are they supposed to go. And if you don't give them the freedom also to uh, really work out their own faith with Jesus, mm-hmm. like I feel like, you know, my I fe- feel like one of the reasons why my, my brother, I just went to Tennessee and was visiting him and um, we were talking about, you know, growing up in church and stuff. And I feel like my parents gave us the opportunity to build our own relationship yes. with Christ. Like my relationship with Christ wasn't based on their relationship with right. Christ. And it shouldn't be. And I think a lot of times in church, we tend to shove God down our kids' throats. Mm-hmm. And if they're not at every youth convention, mm-hmm. and if they're not at every, you know, youth group event, if they're not involved in everything, they kind of resent it. And so I will say that raising my kids, like, I have not pushed them probably as hard as I was pushed to do all the activities and all those things because I want them to really want to do it. And I don't, I mean, obviously I want them to have a relationship with Christ and want them to be involved in things, but I don't want it to make it a chore. You want them them to love God. And that's the thing is when my girls turned 18, I said, you've been raised in a Christian home your whole life. You've believed in God because we've believed in God. Now I need you to go out Mm -hmm. and find your relationship with God. So important. And they both, uh, 
said, you know, we walked away for a short amount of time. Yeah. We just wanted to go have fun and not be tied to this, you know, um, this Christian thing that right. ties these kids in. But um, they said, you know, he never left our side. Yeah. And eventually they both came back around and said, you know, we we just want our faith back. And I found my faith with God. And here's the thing is I think there's a difference between religion and having a faith. Right. It, yeah, I think absolutely. that is so important because yeah. people think if you go to church, you're faithful. Or, you know, there's this mm-hmm. difference between going to church and being a Christian. Right. And it's like, to me, it's two different things. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what church you go to if you're acting like a psycho on Saturday yeah. night. It doesn't matter if you're going to a church on Sunday and you don't pray for the rest of the week. It, what matters is, it doesn't matter the people in the church. What mm-hmm. matters is, is are you talking to God on a daily basis? Yeah. Are you, what is your relationship with God? Because you can go pray in the mountains yeah. and be a Christian. You don't necessarily, but the, the house of a Christian, it gives you a family. It yeah, gives you something totally. to connect people. Like you and I wouldn't be friends if we hadn't met at church. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I always tell, you know, people go, well, you know, I watch church online because I think it's really easy now. You know, I watch right. church online. I'm not involved in a church. I don't need to be involved in a church. But I don't even think it's about going to church. It's about community. It and is. I will say for me, like when my daughter passed away, I mean, I had meals, I don't even know for how many months, and I had people slipping me gift cards under our door and just, you know, what Mm -hmm. can we do for you? And I think that if you don't have that community when something happens, you feel lost and alone. And so I feel like people really put this thing on church, like it's about religion. It's not about rules. It is not about rules because none of us— You can't buy your way in. (laughs) No, and none of us are going to be perfect enough. I mean, none of us are— you know, I sing on the worship team and it's so funny because it's like, I wish I could say, oh, because I sing on the worship team, I have it all together. Mm -hmm. No, you know what? I make mistakes every single day Mm -hmm. and God is constantly refining me and making me a better person. And you, I've gained that though, by seeking his word Mm -hmm. and sitting down and doing devotionals and reading the word. And, and I think people just expect like, you know, they're an avatar and, you know, they yeah. go to church and it gets downloaded into your brain. We're, we're not the Stepford wives? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you cannot really download. want to be one. I know. I know you do. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's true. And I think um, that's the other thing too, is when you have friends that don't go to church and they look at you and they sort of put you on this pedestal of like, oh yeah, you're a Christian. Kind of like with a bad taste right, in their mouth right. when they say it and you go, well, I make mistakes too. I am a sinner. Mm -hmm. I'm not a perfect person. I don't um, do everything right just because I believe in God. And guess what? I'm still going to have tragedies. I'm still going to have crying moments on the floor, you know, where things don't work out the way we want them to. But the point is, is that for me, I always tell people I've lived half my life without God and half my life with God. I would choose God every single time because I know what it's like to not have that relationship with God versus having it now for the last 25 years. And when I'm going through those dark moments, if I was just relying on myself, I would probably call 50 friends to try to rally around me and make my point right and make things better. Or I could sit and say, 
okay, I need to have a conversation yeah. with the with with my God that that listens to me, that can guide me to the next step when I'm not strong enough to do yeah. that. And I have seen so many things where his answers have come just through me being quiet in the spirit that it helps me to have that faith belief. And that brings up a good point because whether you, you know, aren't a Christian or you are a Christian, you know, a lot of times we like to go and, you know, something bad happens and you just want to download to whoever. And and I I will say like, I was guilty of that so many times where I would tell like six of my friends, oh, you know, and I really felt like not too long ago that God was just like, you need to come come to me first and let me let you process through that pain, you know, and process through what you're going through instead of getting 12 different pieces of advice, you know? And I think sometimes, you know, as Christians, we just, we want to tell everybody our problems Mm -hmm. and, you know, we don't take it to God first. And I feel like he's waiting to have you come to him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that quiet time is so important. And even in a secular environment, it's, it makes me laugh because sometimes like I'll, you know, they'll be like, Oh, you know, I take time in the morning to be quiet or to meditate or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Because I do feel like our spirit, it, it wants that so bad. We crave that. We crave that like time to just reflect and be quiet. And so if you're a Christian, I do think it's very important to be spending time in the Word and to be mm-hmm. praying and whether that's in the morning. And I know that doesn't always work out. Like, right. believe me, we're we're busy girls. Yeah. We don't, it's not it's like- It's not you, a yeah. rule. You don't have to do it yeah. in the morning. It's, right. I think, I feel like, and I'm not a morning person, you know that. So I'm, it's a struggle. You're more of a morning person now though. Uh, still struggle. But I, I think sometimes I will um, read things that, in the afternoon yeah. or at night. I don't think it's the timing, but I will say that when I do wake up and the first thing I do is just look out the window and have a quiet moment with God and just say, okay, first of all, thank you for letting all my bodily movements work, you know, arms, right. legs, everything. Like, thank you for waking me up and letting me be able to um, walk outside today. Like that, like gratitude is everything. Mm-hmm. And spending those moments alone are super important if you can do it first thing in the morning. I think that's why all the meditation things say, like, you know, meditate for 10 minutes. Well, that's just really being quiet. We live in a loud world. Mm -hmm. So if you can start with quiet time with God, just asking Him. One of the things I always ask is, how can I be a blessing to other people today? And believe me, He shows up. Yeah, (laughs) He throws people my way. I'm like, oh. Wow, I did ask for that, didn't I? So I see the beauty in what he does in our lives and good or bad, you know, there's things that we go through where we're just like, we don't know why, we don't know when it's going to end. We we just don't know. We don't have to have the answers. I think that's the thing is some people feel like if they go to 50 friends, they're going to find that magical answer. Or if they're at church every Sunday, they're going to find some sort of special. You're not going to find it. And we've talked about this before where I've said, you know, I thought because I was a pastor's kid that... I had like some special treatment. <laughs> she had all the answers. I had, well, I thought I, you know, I thought like my life should be a little easier than yours because you know I put yeah. in more time. I you more I have more hours than She's you. She's up the ladder. I got more volunteer hours than you. Okay, <laughs> I went to every church service morning, noon, and night. For you a know, long time. for a long time. But you know, I think um, that becomes 
where you, your faith, your own faith has to step in and yeah. realize that like, cause you know, I've had some really tragic things happen right. and I, I really feel like my pivotal time, um, when my faith had to be completely in action was when my daughter died yeah. because I couldn't rely on it. Be, the church couldn't fix it. Right. My parents couldn't fix it. Right. And I really had to rely on God. And I will tell you that there were times that I was so angry with God mm. because I was like, this is not fair. This isn't fair. Like, why does she get right. to... And by ha- the way, that's good to do that. Yes. Like, you have the right to question yes. and be like, why is that happening Yeah, to and me? I'll never forget my dad one night. I remember clearly, it must have been like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I called my dad and he was like, it's okay. And I was just hysterically bawling. And he goes, honey, it's okay. God is big enough to handle so it. So big. And I think it was during that season where I really feel like, so even though I've been a Christian my whole life, I feel like it was really in that that time where my faith in Christ became real mm-hmm. because I couldn't rely on anything else but him. You know, I could I wasn't even sure that I could rely on my own marriage because we were going through such a different process and a different grieving, you know, process. And so I, you know, I do feel like even though I've been a Christian my whole life, like I that doesn't mean that I it's been easy. Yeah. That my life has been a cakewalk. Right. You know? <laughs> and and I think one of the things that's important to know too is that you know, your walk is forever. Like mm-hmm. I love when people go, oh, I've, I've read the Bible. Great. <laughs> it was a great read. <laughs> really? You read the whole it was, Bible? It was number one on the list. Yeah. And, awesome. and it's like, mm, okay, so you're done now. And, you know, for us, you know, we go back to, you know, we'll read the Bible forever. It's not right. a one and done kind of thing. You don't read it and judge it and, and it's put life it away. breathing. Like when people finally get the, the, the realization that it, it, it's literally the breath of life. Like yes. that's what the Bible is. And so I can go back to a scripture yes. on a day that has been horrible and it sounds so different, different. on a day that I've had a great day. That's what I was going to so say. So I think, that's you know, so I think good. people tend to think, oh, well, you know, the Bible is just this thing and it's yeah. just whatever. And I read it and I'm done. Yeah. Um, I The other, other thing I want to just say is that I always laugh because... Um, and you, you'll know this when I tell you this, uh, vending machine Christians. So I have this little like joke about vending machine Christians because, um, you know, because I grew up in church and I believe in consistency and I believe, you know, being consistent in your walk, you, you have a lot of people that are like, you know, go to church and I need something. They're in major distress, right? Like major distress. I need your help, God. I lost my job. I, you know, my car's going to be repoed. And then they're like, pray, 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 pray. Okay, and then they get their job, yeah. or, and they get a new they car, get the new they car. get a new wife, I don't know, <laughs> new husband, and they're like, all oh, right, I'm good, I'm done, don't thanks, need to be here anymore. Thanks, God. <laughs> see you next time, see you next conflict. Uh, yeah. And so I call them vending machine Christians, because they, you know, are like, if I put my money in there and I turn it three times, then I get what I want, yeah. and then I can walk away, but, you know, I feel like, um, and I, I say that jokingly, but... You know, I feel like you you need to be consistent in your you got to take walk. the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, when you have a relationship with God, it's like a real relationship. Right. Like it's if I don't talk to you ever, yeah, we're never going to be in relationship. Right. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. So you know, that's good. You should do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> uh, write 
that down. Write that down. That's good. But no, I mean, you know, he it is it's a relationship. Yeah. So you yeah, need you to gotta be, pour into it. Yeah, you need to be talking to him on a regular basis. And again, it doesn't matter if it's in your car. I mean, there's a lot of times that I'm super busy. Oh, I get in the car yeah. and I've got an hour and a half drive and I'll just throw on I some feel like music. God hears more people in the car. Or in the <laughs> shower. Or in the shower. shower when yeah. you're naked. Yeah. 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 By the way, thanks yeah, God. Thanks, God. Really? You want to talk to me now? Yeah. Okay. No, I do my best speeches in the, the shower, shower naked. Yeah. And I'm always looking up at him like, why? Why do you do this? Can I think I you put some clothes on? And yeah. he's like, I've seen you naked. Yeah. Just yeah, you're vulnerable. Yeah. You're vulnerable right <laughs> <Exactly>. now. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm going to like give you some questions to ponder on. Um, so if you're somebody who's seeking a um, kind of a more spiritual life or a deeper spiritual meaning, um, where can you start today to kind of start that process? Uh, maybe by asking someone who's further along in their faith, uh, reach out to them, ask them, just start asking them questions. That's how I came into my faith and it changed my life. Um, you can start searching out other churches and see if you know someone who already attends there and just uh, reach out and ask if you can go with them. They will, you know, always say yes to that. We love bringing new people yeah. into the church. If you are plugged into a church, um, how can you be more involved in the way God has has pulled on your heartstrings? Maybe there's something, this is the other thing with um, your Christian faith is you're out, you're, you're here to help other people. You're not just here for yourself. So um, is there something where God's pulling on your heartstrings to help someone? Find your passion, your calling, and go deeper with your faith. And is it ever too late to develop a faith? Never. Just go for it. God's, he's waiting for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want you to always remember that, you know, you don't have to be in a certain place to be a Christian. You know, Jesus wants to take right. you just as you are. And so even though you you may feel like, well, I've got all of this stuff going on in my life and how can I possibly get plugged in or, you know, do this or that, you know, serving is something as simple as, um, I'll tell you just a real quick story before we end off here. We have this wonderful woman at our church who provides food for the worship team. And that's that's she's called it her that's ministry. So and she is such a blessing to all of us. Mm. And, you know, that's just the simplest little thing. We've got people in coffee but ministry, but it's a you. huge yeah. thing for us. Yeah. And so, you know, don't feel like I'm not equipped. I, I don't have a place. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have a place. And so no matter where you call your church your home, I want you to know that you um, you belong there. And, mm-hmm. you know, God wants to use you in a very mighty way, even with mm-hmm. the small things. Mm-hmm. So as we always end with our Bible verse, yet... He knows the way I have taken, and when He has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. And that's Job 23.10. And we look forward to having more 24-carat conversations with you. We love you, and we hope you have a blessed week.